0: Hi guys, welcome back to Girls in Biz. We are now on episode four. If you have been listening before, welcome back. If it is your first time here, I am Georgia and I am Molly and we've started the Girls in Biz podcast to provide a bit of an insight into what life is like when you own a business, especially from a woman's perspective Um, and we can answer your questions, help you out with any issues that you're having, whether that's in marketing or just business in general. We'll also be sharing some fun stories and lots of behind the scene bits. Um, But today we're going to be talking about how to get your first client. So obviously this one is probably a little bit more for the service-based businesses but we'll kind of touch on The product-based business side as well but they're kind of like two different worlds sometimes Um, so yeah we're gonna dive into it obviously from a kind of marketing point of view as well Um, if you haven't watched us before myself and Molly both own social media digital marketing agencies so we're probably going to be kind of going in from the
1: Instagram marketing point of view I would say yeah Um, try and skim over everything but mostly Instagram
0: yeah so I get a lot of people asking me I think you probably do too Molly um saying how do I get my first client because so many people they're set up they're ready to go they want to get going and they just can't get past that first hurdle of just getting in there and getting their first client because once you've got the first one life becomes so much easier as long as you do a good job you have results to share you can sort of brag about it to the max and be like look at this person I'm working with and share it all and then it gives you a lot more proof to other people and they can they'll be drawn in a lot more easier but yeah until you've done that first bit of work it's so difficult to kind of prove that you're good enough i guess Mm. um and i know everyone goes about getting their first client in a very different way and obviously there's so many different business types out there this
1: might completely vary from person to person i mean as soon as you get your first client you've opened up like another way of marketing so you've all Mm -hmm. of a sudden opened up open open mouth no word of mouth marketing so the client, if you're doing really well for them, they're gonna recommend you to other people. They're gonna mm. bring more people over to your social media accounts, they're just gonna bring more people over to you in general. So, um, obviously your first step with any company is getting online because I mean you can reach everyone online. Whoever's on the internet, you can reach them online. <laughs> um, you've also got to determine who your niche is. So mm-hmm. I feel like you're not going to get any clients if you don't determine who your niche is, who you want to target. So you've got to sit down and you've got to think, you've got to make like a customer profile. Who is your dream client? So there's a quote that I've heard that says, if you're talking to everyone, you're
0: talking to no one. Yeah. Because if you're trying to talk to the whole world, no one really feels that you're specifically talking to them.
1: You need to come across kind of, luxury in a way not saying that you need to like make your brand like gucci or whatever but Mm. make your brands more specific to like a certain group of people so they feel like it's a luxury to have you because not everyone can have you
0: and a lot of the time when you talk about niches i think people think that you're getting really really limited you have to be so specific but your niche could just be that you work with the local people in your area that could be your niche for example my niche in my agency is that I work with brands that are like vegan sustainable eco-friendly like passion driven rather than brands that are just they've just made a business to make money with no real like passion or drive behind it so that's kind of my niche and I've kind of I've widened it at times, I've narrowed it right down at times and really focused on, like, specifically vegan businesses. Um, But your niche can vary. It could be that your niche is local, it could be that your niche is working with women, it could be that you work with people with a certain like health issue. It really depends on what you do. So, for example if you're a cleaning business your niche might be your local area or you might say I really want to focus on really wealthy people who have massive houses that need cleaning and they need to find someone who's like up to the job or whatever there are so many different business types that we've got to cover here obviously we want to try and make it a bit broad here so that we can kind of help everyone but don't want to limit it down in any way but knowing who you're speaking to is going to really help you especially on social media because like molly says everyone well not everyone but there's a lot of people on social media and if you don't speak to your people specifically no one's really gonna listen unless they feel like it was made for them and they feel like they're really being spoken to as an individual rather than just shouting to the world and hoping that someone's listening
1: yeah so determine your niche that would be the first thing what i used to find helpful and this was just how i was taught marketing well part of it is put together a customer profile literally get as specific as you want from the demographics so like the age the, the geographics where they're located what they do for work what their position is at their job obviously For example, for us, if it's digital marketing, we'd be talking to more of the owners or maybe even Mm -hmm. people in charge of marketing of the company, depending on how big the company is. And location, I'm trying to think of what I haven't said. And (laughs) literally get as specific as you want and create a few of those profiles of what your dream clients would be. Literally write it down or Mm. go on your computer and literally write like a whole C V, like what does this person like to do for their hobbies? Like what makes them interesting? Um, things like that. That's what I was able to do when I was learning digital marketing, make customer profiles. So make sure you got your target, you know who your target is. Get online, make social media accounts, try and get on as many as possible that seem relevant to your business, if you're service related, you probably would end up on things like LinkedIn, depending on what mm-hmm. you do um whereas like if you're in like a beauty industry you just stick to meta so facebook and instagram but if you're offering a service to other businesses so if it's b2b marketing um you'll want to probably get on linkedin promote some stuff on. but don't try
0: and put yourself everywhere what some people do is they go okay so i need to be on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, they're trying to go on everything and then they can't keep up with it and they go, Oh, it's not working and then they give up on all of them. Whereas Find for me, balance. I'm very focused on Instagram. I'm almost solely on Instagram. Do the odd bits on Facebook and LinkedIn but that's about it. I think you're better really, really focusing in on one platform that's really good for you than trying to do everything and giving up.
1: I would say focus on it really depends on what service you're providing but uh-huh. uh, I think in the beginning you've got a lot more time if you're trying to fund the clients obviously depending on what you do else with your life if you're working full-time or what Um, I know when I first started out I was everywhere and that's something I could manage if you can manage being in lots of different places Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn I do that I didn't join absolutely everything all at once like Mm -hmm. my website wasn't created straight away because I'm doing all them things I'm trying to run my own free social media stuff as well as when I do when I did like start getting my clients doing their stuff so don't force yourself out there do as much as what you feel comfortable doing, how much you feel like you could maintain. Because once you start, if you want to see a result from it, you've got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. So I was everywhere at first. I don't really focus on LinkedIn anymore because as my brands developed, the clients that I want to attract are on Instagram and Facebook, not necessarily LinkedIn um but the more platforms that you're on the more people you're gonna reach so just make sure you're reaching the right people with the platforms Mm -hmm. um but yeah do as much as you can if you can
0: also sometimes maybe try and be different as well so linkedin is great for those like b2b connections but the only thing with linkedin is everyone you go on that and you're almost kind of waiting to be sold to everyone knows that they're all on LinkedIn to connect with each other and try and make more money and work with each other and I think that can sometimes be a bit of a downfall because if someone messages you or you message someone there's always that kind of like okay what are you going to try and sell to me are you going to try and get me on a call whereas with Instagram I've personally found because it's a social network that was never really originally intended for business there's not so much of that preconception of all this person's going to sell to me I find it's a little bit more casual I think it kind of depends on your business and your personality as well sometimes LinkedIn can feel a little bit too professional and a bit too like business focused
1: yeah Um, sometimes and then sometimes like you could put something that's more personal up to kind of break up the feed a little bit of just professional stuff everywhere and i mean some people could look at that and be like why are you putting personal stuff on linkedin but but
0: linkedin at the moment personal stuff seems to do so well like it's really changed nowadays the posts that i see doing well are selfies with a
1: deep meaningful caption (laughs) i've never cold messaged on linkedin um I feel like for me personally whenever I get a cold message I just ignore it I don't so do I, well. I, I like read it maybe but if, if that to be honest most of the time they just get ignored but I know for some people it does work it's the yeah same again
0: I think it depends on the industry I used to have a client who was an accountant she swore by cold outreach she used to yeah. do it on Instagram she got so many clients from it um but I think also it kind of depends on how what's the word depends how not in demand your industry is but whether it's an essential so for an example as an accountant if you're reaching out to a load of businesses or business owners it's highly likely that they are thinking of getting an accountant or they need an accountant if they don't have one already. So in that scenario, it's not so much of a case of, should I hire this person? It's, I need an accountant, shall I hire them? Okay, they've messaged me, I've just spoken to them, might as well go for them. Um, Whereas in industries where you might be seen as more of a luxury or maybe quite a niche thing, if you're cold outreaching if people don't already feel like they need you you're gonna have to really try and sell to them to convince them that they need you
1: i feel like you're kind of spiritual i'm definitely a bit spiritual and i'm mm-hmm. i really believe in things coming to you i don't believe in chasing things like yeah, yeah i've done cold outreach on instagram before i don't remember really getting much of a result from it like when i first started out um i would say why not try it to anyone if you want to do it try it see how it works out for you if it works out great if it doesn't work out don't be disheartened by it because it's obviously not meant to be that way so you've got to find another way which works for you and yeah maybe If it doesn't work, focus your time into doing something else which could work.
0: I think also it depends what you mean by cold outreach. So in my business, I have like a lead generation specialist who does what you might consider cold outreach. But it's not the like hey, we're social and digital. We do marketing. I've seen your page. It looks great. Shall we book in a court? It's none of that because that is what everyone does and it doesn't work. Yeah. What we do is building connections with people. We look out for pay, like people that we'd love to work with and then we just interact with them like normal human beings. Like, just be... Normal reply to something as you would on your personal page. Don't get too caught up in this. Oh, I'm a business. I need to like introduce myself. Like, would you do that to a random person on Instagram? Like, think of it as if you've seen someone on Instagram and you want to become best friends with them and you're trying to like slowly nudge it in. Like, think how you would do it on your personal page. Like, if you saw someone on Instagram and they looked really fun and you wanted to be friends with them, you wouldn't message them and go, hi, I'm Georgia, I've seen your page, you look really fun. Shall we get on a call? I think we're really good friends. Like, Yeah, that might work sometimes. But and now add on to the fact that you're a business, that person then thinks, okay, you're trying to sell me something. You'll instantly put down their priority list. What you would do if you wanted to be friends with someone is you would stalk their stories and stalk their page. And then when they post something that you feel like you could reply to, you do for example they've posted they're out for dinner you say oh my god that looks really nice where is it or they post a picture of their dog and you say oh your dog is so cute like what's their name stuff like that people are going to reply to because they're like oh they're actually interested in my life and find the people that you are actually interested in like don't fake it because
1: yeah people
0: know I say this to everyone but if you are faking your engagement and you're just saying stuff for the sake of it people know they can pick up on it and they will ignore you because they sense the energy
1: yeah and if they don't just... sense it straight away it'll come out over time and you want to be working people that you like people you like their vibe otherwise it's not going to work
0: yeah just i just think being genuine is one of the best ways to succeed on social media like being yourself stop listening to all the people that say you need to post this and then send this message like would you do that normally no yeah. no exactly. uh, but I think because you get so many people saying you should do this cold outreach you should send this template I think a lot of people get it in the back of their head this little voice going like, oh why don't you try it why don't we send this message out so I don't know if maybe sometimes it's worth doing it so that, like you said, it might work, but in my experience, most of the time, doesn't work. Sometimes it might be best to just do it so you can see for yourself that it doesn't work.
1: Yeah, there's no and then you'll get... it.
0: Yeah, and then you'll get that curiosity out of the back of your mind that's saying, why don't we try that? Everyone does it. You can try it, see that it doesn't work and then be on your way. I mean, there are ways that you can also do it like one way that I've done is finding businesses that I'm very similar to and then just being like hey just found your page that I love that you are also and then kind of mention something that you have in common that can that's the kind of most you want to do really in terms of anything that sounds remotely scripted yeah um but yeah overall review of that is don't do it
1: (laughs) i mean i could probably go on my dms and i'm sure i can now we go through them
0: because i've got so many cold dms let's see what we've got this person's just sending me all their posts (laughs) okay that person's actually that person's actually sent me a nice message um that person did a little clap hey, guys, wanted to share this automation with you. No cold calling, no ads, just AI. Get return on investment immediately. I'm just like, okay, firstly, they said, hey, guys, you haven't even looked at my name, which is on my profile. It wouldn't be hard to say, hey, Georgia, which would make a slight difference. But instead, you've just gone straight in and said, wanted to share this with you. And I'm like, hold on,
1: who are you? Why would I listen to you? And if anyone promotes that they're going to use AI, please don't expect much of a um. Uh, what's the, much of a result if you're using AI and templates and you're not seeing a result, please stop using AI and templates. It's also knowing how to use it properly as well, or at least you know how to use it properly. Yeah, get inspiration from the templates and AI, but don't specifically use those because. You- yeah, that would be what the problem is as well. I think I had a person, Tim, I think I've had a couple. Before I even set up my website, I remember I used to get messages saying, oh, I just had a look at your website and it looks amazing. Yeah, okay. You looked <laughs> at my website, did you? Shot yourself in the foot there, mate. But quite a lot what of I ones now are like, oh, we mm-hmm. help digital marketing agencies get 40 to 60 clients in a month. It's like,
0: I always say to these people, I'm like, I don't want 40 new clients. That's the worst nightmare
1: for me. Yeah, unless I've got nine. Do you think I could take on forty clients? So what I've noticed
0: is people are trying to get around the typical like cold DM situation. I think people have started realising that they send them out, they get ignored. So what people are trying to do now send more of a friendly message, hoping that they get a reply and then they can sell to you. So, for example, I've had someone send me back my own reel. They've started saying, this message is real. That instantly screams, you're a scammer who's now trying to make sure I don't ignore you. <laughs> they have said, I love the agency's work. How is it going so far? I'm just like, I know what you're going to do here. I know what this is going to lead to. I'm oh, not even replying. Oh no, the worst one I get is hello sir.
1: Like, <laughs> Why did that take you so long for I right? <laughs> 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 <Sarah>. couldn't even get that right.
0: Hello,
1: sir.
0: I I'm just looking at what other awful uh,
1: hello, gems sir. I, get. I think one time I think I had two people message me the exact same thing.
0: Yes. I've noticed this as well, so I think people take courses and clearly they get given a template or they they take someone's template from somewhere and then all these people message us with the same DM and we're like, mm, you've got this from somewhere because you're all sending us the same message.
1: <laughs> I want to know where they got it from. Maybe they should get their money back because I don't think that's going to work out for them. And if some if you're going somewhere for help and they're giving you that as part of it, No yeah please don't oh, use God. that please please please, please. Um, I'm just looking at our um,
0: hidden messages some of these are just I don't know this one says howdy do Georgia howdy. are you interested to growing your Instagram do you need followers views or likes 1k followers $10 2k followers $20 and they just keep going I'm like No, no. All right. So I'm still
1: thinking about the sir one. To be honest, I can't. Hello,
0: sir. It's
1: embarrassing. How would he do?
0: How would he do? That's a new one. That stood out. To be fair,
1: if you are gonna try cold DMs, make it sound different to the others. You probably get them yourself. People. Oh my god. Sorry. (laughs) people just trying to sell themselves to you to like as they can help you and stuff like that you kind of get the idea of what they sound like come across you've just got to come across more authentic more genuine just be yourself if it works great if it doesn't work you know what they say rejection is redirection so redirect your focus in something else
0: Mhm. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, the only other time when cold messaging might work really well is if you're going to offer something to people for free to get yourself going. So that's how I ended up working with like an online PT for quite a while. He messaged me initially saying, "Hey, I'm offering a certain amount of people a free month of personal training. Do you want to sign up?" And obviously I was like Yeah, sure. Because it's something that I might have possibly signed up to anyways. It was free. It was hopefully going to provide me a result. And then once I got into it, I then kept going and then ended up paying for it. Yeah. So if you're doing something like that, as long as it's not going to be like a massive inconvenience for people. So for example, if you're saying, hey, do you want a free call with me or something, people might be like, you know what? I can't be bothered for a call but if you say oh I'm gonna offer you something and it's really good value that can be a good way especially if you're the kind of business who has a, a kind of like rolling monthly service you can get them in for the first month and then try and retain them on mm. um, but yeah that can work quite well
1: I'll be honest I had one of my clients told me that she had a Marketing company. I don't know if they just set themselves up or I don't know what the crack was with them, but they offered to do social media management for free for six months, just so they got experience in the beauty industry. And I was just like, six months. You did tell me this month, but yeah, that's that's some commitment. I mean, that obviously didn't end up going through because can't get rid of me.
0: Um six months is m- just like mental
1: yeah crazy. that is a crazy amount of time I'm trying to think when I got set up I didn't necessarily offer anything for free when you first get set up your prices are probably going to be really low this is very different yeah. from product based businesses where they are going to be higher Um, for services where you've got kind of minimal What's the word I'm looking for? Like, if everything you do is digital, you're not going to have much outgoings on the business. Mm -hmm. So what you're charging is going to be a bit less. So like I said, what was it in the first podcast? I was getting paid something like £20 a week or £20 every other week. And I mean, no one can live off of that.
0: Yeah, I realised in the first podcast that I said my first client paid me £50 an hour. And I meant £50 a month. <laughs> I did think that
1: at the time. I thought oh <laughs> yeah, I wish that I was me. That wrong. Um but, yeah, when you first That start was out... for an hour of
0: work a week, so it was just over £10 oh, okay. an hour.
1: That's not as bad
0: then. Which but... for a freelancer rate is low, but when you've come from a job earning £9 an hour to earn over
1: £10 an hour is that yes result, so. And it's an extra 50 quid a month that you didn't have before, isn't it? So that's what my mum used to always say whenever I used to get, like, an extra £10. What's an extra £10 that you didn't have before? (laughs) But
0: yeah, I know a lot of people will say, you don't need to work for free, you don't need to work for cheap, just go in straight away, which... If you really, really want to and you are determined and you have the confidence, go and put your prices at where you want to put them and go for it. But especially if you're low in confidence, if you start out working for free or very cheap, it will really give you the confidence by getting those clients and getting the results for them. Mm. And then you'll have a much better mindset to keep going and gradually up your prices. So what you could do is up them for each client or each few clients so you say okay first client's free and then you say okay next client i'm going to charge them really low and then you can keep upping it until you're at a point where you're comfortable with um and then once you've got that first one like we said at the beginning it opens up it kind of opens up two doors for you one is the referrals so they can obviously refer you to other people it's also great to set up some sort of referral scheme so maybe they get like money back or something for whoever they bring to you um. but the other thing that it opens up is something called social proof which is basically where you can provide evidence of the work that you've done and share it yeah. so it's basically proof that you're good at what you do so in our examples that's usually screenshotting our clients analytics and sharing it on our instagram and sharing what we've done I know I've used the example loads of times with a cleaner. If you're a cleaner and you're trying Mm. to get your first client, you could get that first client for free. Obviously, check with the person, but you could take a load of before photos and after photos, share it on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you're going for. That's your social proof. You've showed that you're good at what you do. And also, sharing people's kind of interactions with you is one of the best things you can do as well. Yeah. So not just sharing the photos of the work you've done, but sharing screenshots of those messages where the client says to you, wow, that was really amazing. You've done a really good job. I really love how you did this and this. Sharing those messages will really affirm to people that you're a good person to work with because yeah. it's kind of more solid proof. Um. So gathering as much of that as you can. It's definitely important even if... But no matter how you have to get it, whether you do some work for a friend just so that you can kind of show their result or even if you can do something for yourself, I know that's quite a specific circumstance, but like for us, we've got the results of managing our own pages that we can share with other people. Yeah. Um, A lot of people forget the very basics that you need on your social media because people forget that not everyone knows things like where you're based or what you do or how to work with you. So a lot of the time people might have a business that is like, for example, a physical location and they'll forget to even put where they're based. Yeah. So I've got a new client starting up. She's got a juice bar. She had nowhere on her page where she was based or like when they're going to be opening like nothing and then it's not until someone tells you like your page doesn't say where you're based or when you're opening or like what you do or and they're like oh yeah because when you know it in your head you just forget that no one else actually knows any of that stuff um obviously we can go in deeper in terms of like what to include in your social media because we don't want to give away all of our secrets, <laughs> uh, but there's kind of some basic things, so you want to make it clear what you do um obviously that can massively vary in some cases you're gonna to want to include your location yeah if you're pretty much like a digital business, you don't need to you can if you want to if you wanna if you want to attract kind of local businesses, it can be nice to show your location so people can kind of know if they are local to you or not, but yeah. yeah. Um, But another big thing is having it clearly mapped out where people should go to work with you or to learn more or something like that. So ideally, you want to have some sort of link in your bio, whether it's your website or a link tree. I know a lot of people use something called Stand Store, which is kind of like a little one-page website with links. I
1: think I've heard of that. You can also even create, like, Canva websites. Um uh, has anyone ever actually made a website through Canva? I've seen
0: some people with them, yeah. Really? I think they're just very limited. I think I think they're also one page websites. So it's just everything on one page. You can't click through to anything, I don't think. Yeah. Um But yeah, having somewhere for people to go next. What you don't want is someone gets to your page, they go, "Oh, that's cool." And then they're like, where do I learn more? Where do I sign up? Where do I book in? You want it to be really clear. Even if you have no sort of link or website set up yet, even just having a line in your bio that says DM to book in or something like that. Yeah, You just always want to have like a clear action for people to take. Otherwise, if people aren't told what to do, they're not going to spend their energy trying to figure it out because you can lose people so quickly if you don't make it very easy for them to see what path they should be following they're not going to take it just brutal but tell them what to do yeah it's it's hard to keep people interested and you've got to make it easy for people because people will switch off or click off or swipe away so so easily and so quickly if you take a little bit too long making things clear for them or you confuse them they're just going to be like oh whatever because people soon nowadays you... on social media everything's so quick
1: yeah as soon as you confuse someone even like the slightest they'll just go off like mm-hmm. say the say your call to action in your bio was to go over to your website to book in a call or whatever it is and the message that you've got on your instagram is different to what you've got on your website you'll lose that customer so you need to make sure you've got a consistent Mm -hmm. message across all platforms like it could be like the smallest thing like if maybe you've just decided that you're gonna have a sale and you've put it on your instagram but it's not on your website for example they'll be like oh oh i can't be asked yeah or if people
0: don't see that that sale is being applied to the products easily enough, or they're just like, oh, no, I'm off. People yeah. aren't going to spend time figuring stuff out. Because also exactly. people just get in that mentality of like, oh, not meant to be. It's not working out.
1: Yeah. I mean, you will have some people that will probably message you for clarification, but there will be quite a lot of people that will just go off. Um, Obviously, sometimes with some things, you do need to speak to the person to explain things. But... Mm-hmm. Overall, if it's a digital product or a service, they want to be able to just see it digitally, don't they?
0: And what you don't want is to have someone message you going, how do I book in? or how do I do this? It's really unclear. I can't figure it out. Yeah, Because they're not the first person that's thought that. They're the person that's finally messaged and said what a load of other people probably thought and all those people that came before them could have signed up, didn't get it planned away and you've only now just realized because someone's messaged
1: you and been like help yeah so be clear have a clear message a clear call to action um what else should they be putting in their bio so their location whether it's Mm -hmm. a physical place or just where you're based you don't have to put like your whole address on there like i'm brighton Mm -hmm. so i put Brighton. I don't know what you put. Do you put like East Sussex or something?
0: Oh, uh, I've changed mine so many times. So basically, I live in a tiny little village. No one really knows where it is. I've put Brighton before because that's like the nearest city, obviously, apart from mm. London. But then loads of people are like, oh, you live in Brighton. And I'm like, I don't live in Brighton. I just live in the middle of nowhere, and Brighton's the closest place. And then no, if I put oh. other towns, no one knows where they are still. And then I've tried putting Tunbridge Wells and then the people in Brighton think I'm really far
1: away and I'm just, I don't know. I remember when I was in school and people would just say, oh, I'm from Brighton. If anyone ever asked where you were from, nowhere near Brighton. But <laughs> if Most I of us live like
0: half an hour outside of Brighton, but at school our buyers all
1: said Brighton. <laughs> yeah. If I, if you said to anyone, oh, I'm in Heathfield, crickets. No one knows <laughs> Heathfield. Um, probably... Closest thing is Eastbourne, but Eastbourne. Mm -hmm. Some people know it, some people don't. Brighton, Brighton's like fifty minutes away from Heathfield, but we're all from Brighton. (laughs) We're all in Brighton,
0: but yeah, it's all because I get people messaging like, "Whereabouts in Brighton are you?" And I'm like, "I'm not actually in Brighton," (laughs) so I just took it out. But yeah, yeah, if your if your location doesn't matter, you can put a generic thing, or you could even just put like UK based. Um, yeah, that's fine. Especially if you're a product business and you want to kind of showcase that you're like in the UK. But yeah, obviously if needed, you can put, like if you're a physical location, you'll need to put kind of exactly where you are.
1: Mm, yeah, but... good if you need to. I think product, it's slightly different. I think we'll do a whole other episode on getting customers for products um but yeah products depending on whether you do things on a national scale international scale local scale it can vary but that's part of the episode um one thing I would recommend and I feel like it's kind of common knowledge for people who work in marketing so I think it should be kind of more common knowledge for those who are trying to run their own social medias your name on instagram so you've got your username which i would always yeah your little at i'd have that as your company name i've had someone Mm -hmm. say to me the other day i'll go into it after actually um that says something different but if there is a rumor of that going around i just want to clear that up (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah your username so your little at make that your business name Your actual name on your profile, quite a lot of businesses, then put the business name again. If you, this can vary from company to company, but if you are someone who wants to be the face of your company, if you work by yourself, um, or you might have like a small team, but you still want to be the face of the company, put your name and what you offer. So like mine, for example, is Molly and then I've got like a line and says something like digital marketing agency. So people can search for Molly and they would find me or they can search digital marketing agency and they'd still find me. Um, It's and... the only part of your profile that is searchable. Yeah. So if
0: you put any words in your bio, if someone searches, you're not going to come up. So you want to make sure that those words are in that bold name
1: yeah in your bio i would still use kind of like keywords to what you do so when people do go on your profile and they do find you or if instagram happens to push your profile onto other people that may be looking at other accounts and it picks up on the keywords in the bios you know when you get like the suggested profiles list come down if you Mm -hmm. follow someone um put keywords in your bio just say what you do what you offer you could even put problems that people might have which you can solve. Put your location, try and keep it to about four lines. I think when it gets to five lines, you have to click the C You don't there. want
0: it to get to the point where it says see yeah. more or whatever, because that's you don't sad. want that. But yeah, as yeah. a general kind of rule of thumb, I would say your bold name that should be like simple, searchable keywords. You don't want to Write something really fancy that stands out if no one's searching for it. Yeah. And then the words that you put in your bio are more kind of creative to stand out to people when they read it rather than to be searched for. So you don't want to be doing something overly complicated in your name that no one will ever search for because
1: then you're just kind of hiding yourself from everyone. Yeah. And one thing I would say quite a lot of businesses. This might be common knowledge now, but I do see some small businesses using, you know, how you can choose your business category. Mm-hmm. If you're happy with that, obviously keep it. But if you want to be able to use more real sounds and take advantage of reels, if you change your business category to entrepreneur, you can use basically everything. This is the biggest hack. I've told so
0: many people this and they're like, oh my God. But yeah, obviously make sure you get an option to hide
1: the category. Make sure you hide the label so that... Obviously it looks a hack, weird saying entrepreneur. Actually, speaking about Rails, if you want Instagram to push your Rails, edit the videos in Instagram. Unless Unless you've yeah, Instagram got...
0: are prioritizing that.
1: Yeah, Instagram prioritize prioritizing that. There's probably like some anomalies, which some are made in cat cut and mm. Instagram's happened to push it or it's just happened to reach more people from people sharing it and stuff like that. But overall, edit your videos in Instagram. Um, things like TikTok, if you save a video from TikTok, you're going to have the TikTok logo bouncing around. Instagram's going to pick that up somehow. Um, CapCut, CapCut is linked to TikTok, so same goes to that. It can kind—I don't know know. how—but it can tell what platform you've edited on. So don't use TikTok and cap cut if you're going to post on Instagram. Use them. I mean, you yeah. So like, like if you want to just put up a fun Mm. little post, then go for it. But if you're specifically putting something up to get the reach. Don't expect much of a result from that if you're going to use those apps. I think your photos and your videos
0: hold loads of data. Like, even if you go on your phone, pick a photo, swipe up on the screen. There's so much data that is held into it. I think Instagram can read that. They know where it's from. I think they've also got technology to read, for example, like the TikTok logo on a video. They won't push it out. Um... The other thing is, if you're using something like CapCut, not only did Instagram not like it because it's edited like with a competitor, but you've also got that if you haven't done text via Instagram, they then can't read it because it's not been inputted through them, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, So you want to make sure that you are. Ideally, including, like, keywords within your text as well to help Instagram kind of identify what you're talking about and, again, push it out to the right people.
1: Yeah. One thing that did come out recently, which I did tell you about, but I don't know if you got round to trying it, and I found it's a bit hit or miss, but the hashtags that you use, put them on your reel and, like, hide them somewhere. Like, make the font really yeah. small and, like, the colour... That you can't really read it or anything, take the hashtags off and make them more into keywords. So then Instagram is reading those words. But hashtags, I mean, this might not even be like a thing in like a year's time because Instagram's constantly changing, marketing in general is constantly changing. But at the minute, I know it's a thing. I try it out on all of my videos. Sometimes it does well, sometimes it does like okay. Um so try it out. There's no harm in trying that. See if that helps you. But yeah. Edit an Instagram, put text on an Instagram. Um and yeah, use reels to reach the people and use your normal posts like carousels, so the swipe posts and static posts. To build more of a community. I did try it on a couple of reels. But I can't remember what ones I tried it
0: on. <laughs> so.
1: i try and use it on all of mine. If I I have a habit. Well, for ages. I didn't save what it was like without the hashtags. So I'd have to go in and go through all the hashtags. And take the hashtags mm-hmm. off. And separate all the words and stuff. And that was so long. So, so, I think some of them I haven't done it. But overall, I do see a difference but whether it's like a big difference or not it's different different situation but yeah that's reels that's little reels hack that's an instagram hack I'm giving you all the hacks for free right now i'm trying to think as well like
0: if people are probably wondering what their first few posts should be on their page because i feel yeah there's a very typical thing where people do like meet me and then they go this is what
1: I do this is what I offer and I think everyone does that so I think it's good to definitely I think it's good to get a post up like that if you're new yeah so like if you are doing like a cold outreach or you're doing whatever people can go in your profile and see who it is um because mm-hmm. I personally if anyone ever messages me I don't know what they look like I'm not I'm definitely not gonna reply so it's good to especially have like a photo having a post like
0: that to pin to the top of your profile. I yeah. recommend to everyone have a like meet the founder type post that you always keep pinned up to the top. So even if you don't post yourself for a while, you're always kind of remaining at the top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you should initially do a kind of meet me. This is what I do. This is what I offer. But then don't get stuck in the cycle of all you ever post is like why you need me why you should work with me because that's all people see you want to get into some deeper topics try and like use your creativity and create posts that no one else is making rather than going okay what's everyone else posting okay that's what I need to do try and say okay what's no one else talking about that I could talk about
1: yeah try and be authentic with it all what they're not doing you start doing or whatever they're doing do it better Don't copy your competitors. Yeah, I've seen advice that says, like, look at what your competitors are doing and then do the opposite. Yeah. One of my first clients, when she came to me, she was like, I really like this girl's Instagram. My Instagram's look exactly like this. And I just looked at it and I was like, I really don't know why you like that. (laughs) I really don't like half of the posts have no value or anything. Mm. and it just doesn't look nice it's no value you're not really interacting with people that way you could be using these posts in a more effective way so yeah I can understand the kind of theme that you're wanting to go for for your Instagram to look like that the aesthetic of it but don't make it look like that. Also, as you start posting, the more content you can get out,
0: the more you have to analyse and then you can look at what people are liking, what they aren't liking, yeah, what they're commenting on, what everyone ignores, and then you can just see from there what does well and what doesn't do well.
1: There's nothing wrong um, with an experimental post. Yeah. And I think I went into this a bit a couple episodes ago, but you've really just got to not care what people think when you first start up obviously people that you know are gonna be looking seeing what you're up to especially if you're promoting it on your personal account for people to follow and stuff like that there are going to be some people that are nosy but just don't care what they think like yeah post that I don't know how to advise
0: anyone on it other than I just don't care I just know how to
1: not care but just don't just yeah it's really hard not to like when I first started out I didn't post reels and if I did post a reel I'd use a really heavy filter (laughs) I don't use filters anymore and basically all of my posts are reels so you it will be something that you will overcome after a while like it is very much easier said than done but I'm trying to think of what I said before but like fear is going to be what holds you back from success like if you think of again just going off of rails how many people are reached through rails and you're not reaching those people just because you're scared about what yeah. someone from school is going to think of you who cares who cares <laughs> what that girl or guy is doing I don't care think whatever you want to also think. you
0: always think like oh I'll just wait I know for me I was like oh, like, when I'm out of school, then I won't care what people think anymore because I won't be at school. But then I got a job and I was like, oh, well, everyone at work is going to care what I think. Mm. And then, like, you could leave a job and you could leave school, but you could be like, oh, what will my friends think? What will my family think? You're always going to have people around you that might, I don't know, think whatever they want to think. And you're going to constantly tell yourself, oh, well, I'll just wait till then, then I'll do it. And you won't because you're always going to find, if you've got that mentality, you're always going to find something that is going to stop you. So you do, I know it sounds so simple, but you do just need to do it and not
1: wait. Mm. In the grand scheme of things, is it really that deep? What people think, like you've got like a whole lifetime, like this business Mm -hmm. could be what makes you wealthier than all other than people that are saying things about you so who cares is it really that deep just work hard and you'll get there fear will hold you back also you still get to be yourself like we're not saying yeah you don't have
0: to go on reels and dance and mind to yeah. all these sounds and sing you don't have to do that we're just saying like show up on your stories record yourself just talk how you would talk to your friends or your family and just chat to your audience that way still being yourself and they will bond with you properly like rather than if you put on this fake front and tried to copy everyone else's content yeah
1: don't copy people be authentic don't (laughs) care what people think essentially um and... I don't know what we
0: haven't covered really. I know we haven't gone the most in depth. Obviously, there's there's endless things we can talk about on this. But... Yeah,
1: there is a lot of things that we could talk about. I think things that aren't really covered online is rejection and when things don't go well. Mm. And I feel like that needs to be normalised a little bit. So if you have started up your company and you're trying to get the clients like I mean you might have tried cold DMs, that's not working. You might have tried something else, that's not working. Um rejection is really normal. I've probably been rejected loads of times. Do I still think about it now now? No. Like in the future you're not really gonna care. And it might kind of feel that everything's going against you when you're getting rejected loads of times and i don't know if anyone's heard of this before but i brought this up earlier when me and georgia was talking before we started recording and i'm really worried i'm using the wrong word divine compensation i don't know if it's compensation but it sounds like that at least anyway and if you haven't heard of it it's basically when you feel like everything's going wrong like i mean to be specific, you might be getting rejections. You might have had a client leave that you really enjoyed working with. Work just might be really testing you. You might have stuff going on your personal life. Whatever it is, and it just feels that like everything's going wrong, but really it's the universe basically saying that you're going in the right direction, if that makes sense. So I don't know if people believe in that, But if you want something spiritual to kind of help you through hard times, then when everything goes wrong, sometimes it can mean that it's a sign that everything's working out for you. One thing that I try and think of, I think I heard it somewhere.
0: It was probably on TikTok. I feel like I learned everything from TikTok. (laughs) Was like when something happens or something upsets you or you're overthinking something or whatever, you just think, will I care about this in five years' time or will I remember this in five years' time? And I often think that and most of
1: the time I'm like, no. You're probably yeah. not even going to remember this in like a week's time. Yeah, realistically, you're going to be fine in a couple weeks' time. In five years' time, you're not going to be thinking about it. I think um, I saw it on the Diary of CEO. There was like some guest on at some point and he said if it's not going to, Affect me in five years' time. I'm not going to let it affect me for more than like five seconds or whatever it was, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of psychopathic. But, um, because how would you just shut off your emotions like that? But you yeah. can see the thought process like, don't deep it now because you're literally not going to be thinking about it in five years' time. Um, so yeah, whether that's personal related, whether that's business related. I think the main thing is, is you've got to trust yourself and you just got to trust the process. I feel like we love a quote on here, but another quote, I can't remember how another quote. I'm
0: saying this. We love a quote. I think it was something along the lines of if you overthink it before it happens, you risk suffering twice because... You don't know if you're worrying about something that hasn't even happened, you don't know if it's gonna happen. Mm. But if it does happen, you've already suffered once just worrying about it before it's even happened.
1: Yeah, that's true. It could
0: happen and then you've suffered twice instead of just the once when it happens. <laughs> but even if it doesn't happen, you're putting yourself through stress and suffering anyway, and it's not even might not ever happen.
1: Um, but anyway, long story short. To get your first client, you got to be online. you got to figure out who your niche is, who your target audience is, and you got to figure out how to reach them. So do the customer personas and try different ways and see what works out for you, whether that is cold DMs or what Georgia said is a really good one as well, is connect with them, follow them, engage with their stuff, comment on their stuff, reply to their stories, build that relationship with them before then trying to go in with something to do with your business or they might just naturally come to you as a business over time once you've built this relationship um be consistent on social media so i'm not saying post every day and then you get overwhelmed and then you disappear for a few weeks find the right amount for you each week to post on social media and just stick with that and that's consistency and i feel like we should end on number 5 could say optimize your social media yeah profile.
0: optimizing your profile making sure that you have a clear journey for people to follow mm. including all the important information like we said earlier yeah just making
1: sure it is clear and precise Be clear clear and concise and
0: and so. unique make sure you highlight why you're different to everyone else who's doing what you're doing mm
1: what problems do your clients have that you can solve and solve it better or differently in a good mm-hmm. way to other people? So yeah I think that's kind of like six in the end. But um I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. <laughs>